Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast. Uh, this week's going to be a weird one. Just two of us here. So it's going to be me, Johnny Riot, and... Yo, filter cord. So it's, yeah, just the two of us. Probably the two biggest haters on the podcast. Oh, yeah. We right. thought we'd jump together uh, since with the with the hurricane knocking Night Swarm out with being busy and with yep. uh, with Major Potty being uh, on a plane. Yeah, they're flying directly into the eye of the hurricane. Yeah, pretty probably. Sure. Probably. Or the eye of the tiger something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is what they're playing while they fly into the hurricane. But with everything that's been going on, we didn't feel it would be fair to do a uh, a, a regular full-on episode per what we normally do since we're we're down a couple people. But we did think it's a really good idea to touch base on something that's very dear to our hearts. Um, oh, this week, yeah, one of my favorites. Yeah, this week we got some really bad news. Um, unfortunately, we lost something big in the gaming world. Um, this week we got news that Google Stadia will no longer be with us after this upcoming January. Yo. And it's, oh. it's so funny to go look back. I mean, there are literally like, I don't know, 10, 15 images of Google executives being like, we are not just going to pull the plug on this like we did with all the other stuff. Yeah, this this is literally an announcement that impacts tens of people. Yeah. It, it's crazy because we were all at one point or other kind of on the fence about like diving into it. Mm-hmm. Because it, we saw the promise that was there, but we also saw the risk that was there. Yeah, between Stadia and what's the Amazon one called? Like Luna or something like that? Uh, yeah. like Between those, like the companies tried so hard to push that the, the initial rollout. And like, yeah, with Stadia, there were times that you could get the whole bundle for like as little as like what shipping cost basically, right? Yeah, Stadia was like just giving it to you. I think you could even score free shipping sometimes on it. Yeah, or I think they would ship it to like a location nearby that you could like a Best Buy or a GameStop, you could go pick it up at, and it was just free. Yeah, you could to go you get could it. do like uh, you you could pick up like a a Google Chromecast and just get a free Stadia controller with it, because like at worst, that's what you would need to use it on your TV. Right. For those that don't really know a lot about it, oh, yeah. um, Google Stadia was a well is still for the next couple right. months for the next couple months <laughs> a cloud gaming service developed and operated by Google. Um, you can use a Chromecast Ultra. You can use Android TV devices that have it just built into it. You can even use it on computers just by going through your Chrome, your Chrome browser. Yeah. So there's a lot of ways to access it. They had a mobile app like smartphone, like iOS, Android, all that fun stuff. Uh, no, wait, sorry, not iOS, just Android because, you know, Apple. Yeah, the uh, the war between the platforms. They, they did eventually let it work on um, Safari, but... Uh, yeah, it was it was something that like it was originally announced back in like 2018. 20 yeah, 2018 I think it was announced 2019 it came out I think early in the year if I remember right. Yeah, October uh, October 2018 it was first announced uh, as Project Stream. Mm. It had a closed beta that ran Assassin's Creed Odyssey and I think we all remember <laughs> that because it looked really yeah. neat. We were like, "Oh, this is running Odyssey. That's kind of cool." But it looked good, right? Yeah, and then it publicly launched November of 19, uh, November 19 2019 to be exact um in certain countries it's a little later and then on april 8th 2020 google launched the no cost base service of stadia Mm, the based it was really meant to compete with uh other cloud streaming you know like geforce now amazon's luna xbox cloud gaming playstation wasn't really big in cloud gaming so it's kind of pointless to even bring them up on that aspect of it but yeah and really at the time xbox had not really significantly rolled it out i mean i don't think that the cloud gaming on xbox is even particularly popular now it's just 
I think they can bury that cost in just general Game Pass stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's there now, and definitely back then it wasn't really a huge part of it because, yeah. like, I was talking about the like it was still in early access for Xbox Cloud Gaming at the time, so mm-hmm. Stadia was kind of ahead when it when it dropped out when it came out. Um, right. And for those that aren't as tech savvy, um, the biggest benefits so it's way the pros and cons of cloud based gaming and like streaming like that. Um, a you don't need any crazy hardware. Right. All you need is a stable internet connection, a good yeah, internet so, connection. Um, basically, your your internet tunnel or you know your Chromecast device basically links back at Google to a particular powerful gaming PC that you know maybe uh, several people might be logging into that to play instances of the game, but generally. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to set up a server to work like that. So you're probably logging into one particular pretty powerful gaming PC to play your games on, right? So, you know, if you want to make an equivalent PC at your house, I don't, it might be two, $3,000 maybe. Yeah. You have to like, put it all together yourself. And then, you know, you accidentally put the CPU on wrong and you brick your whole machine and you have to start or over. You- fucking keep your socks on and you get that last thing get ready to put together and you generate Static. a spark and it just fries thousands of yep. dollars of work yep. um that's why i've been a big fan of pre-built computers always will be i don't care yep. i don't need to customize that much i can still get a good enough comparable deal right now but also you like parts are when you build it yourself you always end up forgetting about some little piece of software like you get just like the default music like you know audio player and then your thing sounds like shit forever and you never know why so like I always go with pre-builds and yeah, you pay an extra, you know, 20% or whatever to some guy to put it together. It's fine. But with, with Stadia, with streaming, that enables you to save a ton of money because you you can have, yeah. And in some instances you don't have a PC at all, right? You're using the Chromecast on a, you know, a TV. Yeah, dude. It it let you, if you have the internet, it let you really bring yourself into um, a more current gen enjoyable level of gaming um, right. because look at connectivity speeds um, as low as like 10 megabits per second. You are at least pulling 720p 60 frames with stereo sound. Yeah. 60 FPS, Does, even at 720, depending on what you're playing on, that's pretty good. Like that's, if you're that's playing very something doable. that is not graphics driven, if you're playing like a, a uh, bit art, you know, 32 bit, 64 bit, whatever, something that is not like the latest Assassin's Creed game or whatever. It's going to look good on uh, even that 720. I mean, that that is minimum HD. You know, I refuse to watch a YouTube video that's less than 720. It's offensive to my godlike Well, eyes. let's say if you're just playing on your phone, though. But like, yeah, if, you're dude, if you're playing on your, playing phone, on your phone, phone and like a web browser or something, that's actually pretty solid. Or if you're playing on like a crappy little Chromebook where the screen probably yep. can't even handle more than that, that's that's good. that's cool. Right. Um, if you pull at least... And that's with 10. I mean, that's that's like the cheapest internet you can buy in most. I mean, if you have the internet, you're probably getting more than 10 megabits. Yeah, like right? 20 megabits per second. You start getting 1080p, HDR, 60 frames with 5.1 surround. That's that's a huge jump up. Extremely good. Um, and if you have 35 megabits, you are pulling 4K HDR video, 60 frames per second with 5.1, which is huge. That's like... That's like that's in-game goals for most gaming right now. Mm. Um, you want at least 60 frames. So that's like the fact that you're capped at 60 is probably the only big downside there, but whatever. Dude, right. But obviously, 60. I mean, to double that is you, you require a ton of bandwidth. So they probably didn't even, the amount of people that could make use of that already have a $4,000 gaming computer. So yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. 
if we talk about just like it was a good deal. It was an, it was an awesome deal. It was neat. Yeah. Um, there were tons of promotions out there where they were giving this thing away for free or next yeah. to free. Um, <clears throat> and I have tons of friends that tried it and thought, oh, this is really cool. And then like a week later, never touched it again. It became a paperweight um, because they got it for free with their Chromecast and stuff yeah. like that. Like it was and really. I think a lot of stuff. I mean, we were talking about a lot of things before the show to come up with, you know, what would be a nice short one that we could do. And um, I think like with a lot of other things without diving into anything too much, it's because I, I think if you bought Stadia as like, I'm a college student, I don't want to have to buy an Xbox or a PlayStation. I'm going to, I'm going to be a Stadia guy. I'm going to get into this. I think the Stadia would be like one of the most revolutionary pieces of, you know, gaming hardware ever. Right. Like for that person who's starting from scratch or from very little, maybe you have like a 360 that you play Halo with your friends, right? So like when you add the Stadia and the ability to get like, you know, even if you only used it, like some of the, you know, customers that we used to see at GameStop, that would be, they come in and they buy whatever the two biggest games of that year are. So you see them on their birthday and you see them on Christmas. And that's the only time they come in. Rare. They don't spend a lot of money. It would be like the best device ever for that. So convenience and accessibility is like the main right. reason. And when you mentioned like college student stuff like that, if I look at the list of Stadia games, um, I'm not going to I'm not going to go crazy on it. But I'm just going to pull out some random ones on here that I think would be massive just for the convenience of having it right there. Right. Uh, but Ark Survival Evolved. Mm-hmm. Huge. Um, yep. A ton of Assassin's Creed games yep. ranging from three, four, Odyssey, Origin, Syndicate, Unity, Rogue, Valhalla. That's a yep. lot of AC. Uh, and that's a variety of AC as well. Yep. Um, All of the uh, CD Projekt games, Witcher, uh, Witcher. Uh, uh, Cyberpunk. So that that's just it. The biggest thing right there, Cyberpunk. The fact that this, the fact that Cyberpunk did so well on Stadia. Yeah. Um, if people go back and listen to our old episodes, like when Cyberpunk launched, Night Swarm and I were like both, like Jay and I were both talking about how much we wanted to get a Stadia just to have another platform to play cyberpunk on. So, I mean, from everything we heard, you have to kind of, you know, keep your sources straight because it's been really, obviously the reporting around cyberpunk has been really odd just because it's been an unusual game. But um, if you go back to when it released, a lot of people were saying the stadia was the best way to play it because you got this high end rig. It would make it so that it was much more rare for the game to have bugs, right? Like, there was there was a big difference in Cyberpunk between bugs and just problems not being that done. the game has, yeah. right? like not being completed, bad uh, design, things like that. Well, but um, generally, Stadia was the best way to play. It ran really well. It looked really good. It did not have the limitations of like me trying to play it on an Xbox One, <laughs> right? Well, um, when, it, when Cyberpunk dropped, the biggest, the best ways to play it were it, it was it was neck and neck between high end PC and Stadia. Right. They were the two best Which, ways to play it. It's because those are the same thing. <laughs> yeah, they, they were so. the exact. They were the best ways to play it. So from an accessibility standpoint, that yeah. meant Stadia, as long as you had bandwidth to be able to handle it, was the the easiest way to get into it to play it. You weren't right. playing a busted PS4 version on a console that can't handle it. You weren't playing a PS4 version on a PS5 that can handle it better, but it's still a busted jumble of code. It's still running the old version, right? Yeah. Um, Stadia was one of the most accessible ways to play it, and that was huge, and that brought a lot of other people into it. That made me really want to buy it, and I can't count the number of times on one hand that I had a Stadia in my basket. I signed up for a Stadia account, 
and I was planning on trying it out just to see how it all worked. And I ended up just, I didn't go through with the purchase. I couldn't talk myself into buying it because they were doing like buy one, get one on games and stuff all the time. Um, But beyond that, it wasn't even just single player games. Destiny 2 is on Stadia. And then you've also got sports games like FIFA. FIFA, like, you've, you've got so much variety on there. The Just Dance games were on Stadia, wildly enough. Yeah. Like, there is such a massive amount of variety there that for convenience and accessibility sake, it was, it's weird to look at the list of games and wonder how it didn't do as well. But I think the biggest issue, and we talked about a little bit before we hit record, is just market penetration. Right. They there's were, there's so many competitors. And then also, were, yeah, not only are you competing against the other streaming services, like, okay, I've never met or heard of an individual in my life that was into Amazon Luna, right? Like, Oh, yeah. I don't know a single person that's ever used it. I don't, I I don't know forgetting it's a thing. anyone that's ever used it. Yeah, we had to try to guess the name earlier. I keep forgetting it's a um, thing, and it reminds me of the Ouya, because I yeah, also it, keep forgetting yeah. that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. The, the <laughs> Xbox streaming, I've heard of people messing around with that, and it was generally like, eh, it's fine. You know? Um, it seems like the main use of that would be while you're out and about, and you usually don't have a stable internet connection during that time, so I don't know. Yeah, uh, like you're using like 5G like and stuff. Right. So, no. But um, <laughs> as far as like number of people that i personally have heard of that used it stadia was by far the most popular so it is weird that i mean from what i've seen they never had more than 750 concurrent uh 750,000 excuse me uh concurrent users so that's pretty bad right like um there's more people playing like league of legends on twitch right now than have ever used the stadia so that's not good but um, I I have to believe it was the biggest. Um, the NVIDIA GeForce Now got relatively big. But again, I, I only know of maybe a couple people that have even attempted to use it. And it was like for free trials and stuff. Um, <sighs> very powerful service. It suffers from the same thing that a lot of digital services have. And ultimately, I think what are the, the biggest part of the story here with the Stadia is that okay? They're they're killing it after three years or whatever, but uh, I guess it'll be three years from their beta starting in January. Yeah, 19, like or, or four years. Yeah, I guess. yeah, they're dumping it this come this upcoming January, so it's a couple months right. away. Um, what's crazy is it the announcement just came out of nowhere. Exactly. Um, so that there was, um, in fact, a month ago was it mid August. Um, one of the the person running the Stadia account on Twitter. So okay, not necessarily. You know, we're not talking about the like the the head of the company here, right? Like this is an intern or whatever. Probably. Yeah, this is social media. This is their social um, media person. So the social media person said. So I I would assume they were not just talking out of their ass. They probably had some information. Stadia is not shutting down. We are in this for the long haul. Um, we're we're having some bugs right now, but we're going to get through it. Uh, please wait you know, please stick around and, and keep your eyes out for future news. Right. Like, um, people were, I think, I don't know how it happened, but people were theorizing that stadia was on the chopping block. Um, maybe that's just because Google has like a hundred quadrillion employees and they were like talking to each other outside of work and somebody heard it. I don't know. 
Well, I think it's because over the past couple of years, we've seen a lot of companies do massive downsizing and, and chop things and, and yeah. cut corners where they can. Um, I, I also feel like a, another big thing out there is that we're seeing more and more companies focus on cloud gaming and, and things like that. We're seeing companies announce new hardware like Razer has announced a new piece of hardware that's coming out that's cloud gaming and it's a handheld right. like it's it's a handheld much like the Steam Deck and like the Nintendo Switch but it's meant for cloud gaming and now um Logitech I think was the most recent one like they just announced yep. one so all these other companies are announcing these full on like cloud gaming handhelds um and as someone who hasn't stopped playing the Steam Deck since I got mine that's really cool yeah. Um, and I feel like that is, I, I feel like if we would have seen Stadia drop a handheld console, like with all this stuff right there, I, I don't know if it would have been, been enough. I feel like it, it would have been a real like coin flip. It would have been a really hard tell on what would happen because either a, you already have this market share of people that are playing on their devices at home and wherever they can, like on Wi-Fi. Um, but they still have to lug other pieces of hardware around with them. Like, of course, if it's their phone, they still need to connect a controller yeah, the phone, to it. If, a Chromebook, um, whatever. A, a, a Chromebook, a laptop, something like that. Um, yeah. But if they were to turn that to the convenience of an actual handheld, that might have been a game changer. But would it have been worth it? And that right. that also makes me think. It, that would also make me think, I guess I should say, um, is that why they're trying to shutter things now? Do they have something new up their sleeve? But the the biggest shock of all of this that really caught me and most people off guard, because let's be honest, it, it none of us were super surprised to hear the Stadia was going away. I think we were just surprised when we heard it because it has not been around that long. Mm. Um, the The biggest shock to me was that proactive announcement google said they're refunding all the hardware and software yeah everything everything you bought for your stadia they're just giving you the money back they're not even gonna make you fight for it they're just yeah it's gone here's your money yeah that that's definitely the right move um i feel like just because google is it's not like this company is folding right they're they're shutting down a division that they have decided has failed so they could actually legitimately face like a major class action that would probably win. Um, so they're like, okay, we're just gonna give it to you, like, you know, before you even ask, <laughs> you you will win the money if you fight for it. So we're just gonna give you a fair amount right now, you know, yeah, which like, is good. That's that's fine. You... And I mean, it is really annoying though. Like the uh, I know I've heard stories of the people that you know, like they have a huge, you know, a hundred percent playthrough and a bunch of multiplayer stats and everything on their stadia. Oh my they're God. Like, they're begging the, to find like transfers. The red dead guy. Yeah. Red dead guy has spent like what? Like 2000 plus hours in red dead two. Yeah. Has I mean, like less than half of the achievements because he's only doing multiplayer stuff and just like yeah. casually playing the game. He's not trying to finish the story, but he has so much, and now he's like begging Rockstar for like a one-time transfer. Like he he's begging for it. Um, Ubisoft Ubisoft is like proactively saying, "Hey, we're trying to figure out a way that we can let you transfer your license from Stadia to a PC copy of the game." 
Um, and I think that's also crazy. Like that you have two different sides of it. You have people that are freaking out because they're about to lose all this progress. You have other people like you have companies that are saying, Hey, we appreciate that you've played this game um, with us as much as you have. We want to see if we can help you transfer this to a PC copy of the game. Um, assuming they have a PC that can handle the game. Um, it's, it's, it's weird to look at, but you also have some developers are literally finding out that the game they're actively working on to release on the stadia in the next couple months is now only going to have like a one month shelf life. The total lack of, um, transparency in this has been kind of shocking from again we're, we're talking about like what one of the five biggest companies in america probably um one of the five biggest in the world probably you know like i think i, I heard a statistic that google hires like three or four percent of all computer science graduates every year like it's insane like it, the, the the workforce they have is insane and um for such a large company that again has been in the public eye for you know 30 years i guess at least 20 years um one of the biggest companies they completely dictate how the majority of americans live their life right via um the android operating system via the google search engine google news google updates google ads you know a lot of businesses only exist because their thing is like one of the top results on google you know, even though that's starting to go away, it's really all going to Amazon. But um, this massive company that has so many people that it has to report to and everything, the fact that game developers, um, you know, Twitch streamers that utilize Stadia a lot, you know, video game personalities that use Stadia. Um, yeah, really, The I mean, with the customer, you find out when the press release goes out. But to not even tell people that are in a deal to develop a game for your console to not even tell them that, Hey, 30 days before you release your game, we're going to fucking pull the floor out from under you. Like it, that's uh, astonishing kind of. And it, it's, again, it's, it reminds me a lot of the Warner discovery merger where they all of a sudden just start pulling shows and they started, you know, pulling the plug on movies that had already been finished and things like that. And, uh, it is really just bizarre to be like, there wasn't even like, you know, apparently a month ago there was some rumors going around, but there wasn't even a thing where the company said, hey, just so you know, we're looking into the life, you know, the longevity of Stadia. We are, uh, we're analyzing it and we're going to, we're going to see if it's worth it. At the very least, that could trigger maybe if there's a big enough fan base, they could try to get an upswell of support and be like, everybody go buy a Stadia now, um, you know, buy a game or two and try to keep this community alive, maybe something would have happened if there was some signal that this thing was about to be axed, right? But it's it's just, you know, some guy in a boardroom gets to say, eh, kill that, I hate it. So let's let's take it back a step on here and, and look at how a lot of this unraveled earlier in the year. Um, yeah. If we go back to like February of 2021, so even last year, Okay. Um, is where stuff really started getting crazy, and that's when Google shut down Stadia Games Entertainment. Um, was February 2021, and I'm I'm pretty sure we were actively talking about it mm-hmm. on episodes of the show. 
Well, I seem um, to recall it was funny because Stadia just got the best PR of its life for being good at playing Cyberpunk. Yeah, like it's it's crazy. Has it been that long? Wait a second here. Wait a second here. So what does that mean? Like they just absorbed Stadia into another company instead of having it be a standalone? Hang on here. Oh my god, I can't believe Cyberpunk's actually been out that long. Oh, 2020. Yep. Jesus Christ, what? No way. And it became fully playable last month. Oh my god. Isn't that god. interesting? That means my PS4 box collected dust that hard. Um, <laughs> man. Man. So, yeah. yeah um, that's... Wow. Wow, that's not It's shocking, isn't it? Um, well, back then, though, the decision was basically... I, I guess that was their reprioritization. Um, they learned that they're not that great at developing games, so let's just focus on delivering them. Oh, okay, so I see. They had, they, they had an internal development studio... Yeah, yeah, they they okay. they shut down the actual games entertainment portion of it because like they don't need to keep developing things because the things that we're making suck and they're expensive. Yeah, it's it's, it's a money pit, yep. and they're yep. better off just letting people pay to be on their platform, yep. which worked extremely well as we saw from stuff like you said, like Cyberpunk. Um, yep. But at that point, um, you know, beginning of a global pandemic, there were a lot of things shifting, um, and we just saw that as like. That was the very beginning of, of that. And then there were so many other huge things in the news, like the Epic versus Apple lawsuit, and, yep. um, all these different game studios shutting down, rearranging, shaking things up like mad. So it wasn't like it was a huge surprise when they were like, yeah, we're not going to make games anymore, but you can keep playing them. And we're going to keep bringing you games to play and bring you the service. Right. Um, but I've got, that's when we started seeing all the social media of, you know, no, it's here to stay. Stadia is not going anywhere. Stadia is here for good. You're, we're fine. We're not gonna disappear on you. And now, yeah. Ooh. Oh, Tweet, uh, tweets that didn't age properly. Yo, I was <laughs> lying when I said that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, tweets that aged yeah. poorly. Um, like we literally found out September 29th that Stadia is just going going goodbye, um, citing yeah. its lack of traction with users. Um, so that is a lot of, you know, people got it, used it a little bit, then just stopped playing it. It's, it, it wasn't enough of a drive to keep people there. Um, because of course, as things were coming out for it, they were coming out much later than they were other places. Yeah. And I, I feel like if games were being, if they could afford to be making the games with that platform in anticipation right off the bat, that would have been a difference, but I, there are still games that have been out for years that were supposed to get Stadia releases that never did. Yeah. Um, even if it's like indie games, man, like Shantae and the Pirate's Curse, like two Shantae games are already on Stadia and they came out last February. Why was uh, the Pirate's Curse never released on there? That's a 2014 game. Whereas the 2016 game got dropped last February, like mm -hmm. there was Far Cry 4. Far Cry 4 was one that was supposed to come because all the other bunch of the other Far Cries did. Um, but then there's games that were announced that, like that were going to only be on the Stadia that just still never came out. Um, and there are a couple games that are Stadia exclusive that will probably never see go somewhere else. Yeah, and then you have people that made their life Stadia like. There are content creators that focus so hard on Stadia that one dude even got a Stadia tattoo. Um, and that's the biggest bummer is people 
will dump so much money and so much time and so much of their livelihood into something like this, not just like the people that work on it, but beyond that, you know, the, the community, the, the, the players, people that actually did want to do this. Um, and we talked a little bit earlier. It's great that people are getting some money back, you know, for their games, the hardware, they bought all of that fun stuff. Yeah. Um, but like you said, what about the people that dumped all their time and effort into making things for this? Right. So we did hear that a at least one game studio sent in some powerful lawyers and said, hey, you know, you're, you're really killing us here. We spent all this time developing this. I'm sure they had some kind of estimate of man hours of, okay, when you're developing for Stadia, you're really developing for a high-end PC, right? And then you, you have some built-in things like uh, lag tricking and things like that. So... It's not like you're developing for the, you know, the Sega Dreamcast and all of a sudden it falls off the face of the earth, right? So it's not complete lost time, but there is lost time in there. So, you know, they said, hey, you're taking away one of our release platforms that we've already promised and already marketed. So you're giving us some money. And I'm sure many more companies will be able to do that. It seems like a winning argument. Like, again, just really the fact that the company did not give any warning. If they sent out an email to these developers that they had talked to and had to deal with and had certification processes that they were going through and things like that. If they had sent out an email six months ago that said, Hey, just want to make you aware this is on the chopping block and we're considering the future of Stadia, right? Like this is again, where I think generally transparency is very powerful where you have, that's your opportunity to announce it to the fans. That's your opportunity to announce it to the devs. Because if you tell some a dev, they're going to leak it, right? So you release it generally as a press release. Everybody gets talking about it. You have a chance of getting a market revitalization where people decide, oh, you know what? I never got a Stadia. I was always interested, but I, I just never picked it up. Maybe now I will because it, it's it, I don't want it to go away. I, my friends are playing it, and they're telling me how cool it is. So maybe I'll go grab one now and try to see if I can help it float along. I mean, consumers want a, a story like that, right? So it's just so odd to me that just being completely silent, screwing the developers, um, you know, ultimately the guy that put 6 million hours into Red Dead Redemption 2, can he go play, uh, you know, Grand Theft Auto 6 when it comes out? Sure. You know, like, I don't really think you're getting anything out of that. Maybe Rockstar will let you port your character over to another game or, you know, another uh, console or something. Yeah, I feel like if anything, the way that Google's being so proactive about this, um, with the big announcements that are there, maybe it well, will incentivize. Yeah, maybe it will incentivize um, some other developers to work on some some backdoor stuff. Like um, backdoor stuff's a weird term. I shouldn't have said that. That's weird. Uh, I, I'm I'm glad to open the podcast up to backdoor stuff. You know, <laughs> like maybe it'll make more developers think about. Like like the Red Dead scenario, like maybe yeah. we do have a way, and and Rockstar has done it before, where they'll let you carry stuff from one generation over to another as like a, a one way transfer, right? But maybe we'll see some other companies, you know, figure out a different way to let you manage your save data, and and transfer it over that way. Um, maybe maybe Ubisoft will work on a way to do it since they're talking about trying to help people transfer their purchase in general over. Um, That's it's interesting. A, it's a really weird weird digital licensing thing that we're looking at because yeah. of course it's not ownership it's, it's the only thing you own 
with a Stadia is your controller and your Chromecast if you even have that much. Um, right. You really yeah. when when you do your you know sixty dollar purchase of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you're buying an access license. Yeah, and that can be revoked at any time. And it can be revoked at any time. And they yeah. they're not there's no laws. Everybody call your uh, local congressperson. There's no laws that say the company has to give you anything. Uh, a lot of times, like um, digital, like if you purchase, uh, what's the thing that used to be like Walmart digital and then it converted over and, you know, the, the digital movie code. Oh, things, like Voodoo um, and stuff like that. Yeah, Voodoo. Like so Voodoo, well, it, this happens every once in a while when certain rights expire or if a certain deal falls through, they will take away a digital code that you've already redeemed. And typically when they do that, they will give you a $2 credit. So that, that movie that you bought might have been, it might have come for free in a DVD. That's where I get all mine. It might have, maybe you bought it for eight bucks or so. You might be it, one of the four people in the world that bought it straight through the service. <laughs> yeah, if you're a true psycho. So, you know, if you if you bought it straight through the surface, I don't, how much could, you know, what is a, a new price? You know, what is a full price for a, a digital movie? I have no idea. But let's say you bought it for 10 bucks. When they take it away, you get $2. It's company policy. And they're not required to give you that $2. They could say tough, you know. But um, I, I think there should be something that tracks the price that you put in. I think the general, like the Steam refund policy and things like that should just apply to all digital media. Um, there may have to be more nuance in it because obviously if you buy a two-hour movie, uh you should not be able to refund it within two hours. Like you can on steam. Like you should, you know, you should have like 15 minutes of, or like it's not been played at all. You know, God, there's the, there's a steam game out there that is like the whole goal of the game is that you have to beat it in time to be able to refund it. That's awesome. Um, and I thought that was like the, the dumbest, but coolest thing ever. That's, that's how you that's, have fun. That's with marketing. It. That's marketing. Yep. Brilliance is what that is. That, that's how you have fun with it. But that's, or the, that... the system of a down album, please steal this album. We don't want, you know, we were required to make this through our uh, record studio. We, we don't want to make this, so please steal it. Which is so honestly it, one of my favorite albums. I love Steal This one. Album. It was a great it was one. It's a great one. Um, it's just I like, really like when uh, you buy a movie and it there it doesn't look legitimate, like Borat does this, where uh, it looks like it's probably a stolen copy or something. <laughs> it's very good. But, like, it, that just, the Stadia stuff all just opens up so many gates to some different avenues that we had talked about going with with episodes before and it really sparks my interest in wanting to do them now and i know it sparks yours and i I know that i know the other guys are going to definitely want to get in on the conversation with it because i i've for a while thought about wanting to tackle you know dead platforms you know the the what could have been and this is literally that this Uh, is that um i'm definitely going rabid for like a digital rights you know digital uh purchase yeah like digital versus physical that's been a that's been a big one um and and because of this it also has me you know there are some things that are exclusively launched on the stadia that not a lot but there's a couple that will probably never see the light of day somewhere else which makes me think more about games preservation or Mm -hmm. or just art preservation media preservation uh with including you know, emulation and, and things yep. of that nature and, and that whole wormhole. The problem is every one of those potential little ideas is it's like a two hour huge. podcast. Huge. Yeah, those yeah. are all huge ideas. 
Um, so I really wanted to make sure that with the recent announcement of Stadia happening just over the past couple of days, um, especially with me and you being some being people that are so passionate about every little bit of this from the employees that dumped their time and, and life into every bit of this on the Google side versus the game studio side mm-hmm. to the consumers that dumped their livelihood and their money into it for content creation, for just enjoying themselves, just having fun and just trying out new things to support the, the, the art that is video games. Um, it was a big shocker. Um, and with every company in the world right now focusing on its own streaming thing, it's kind of weird to have no one in those areas go like, maybe this, maybe we should pump the brakes on this. I mean, look what happened with the giant that is Google. Um, but, but then you have people like Razer and Logitech that go, nah, we can do better though. We can do it, but better when they have a hard enough time fighting each other over keyboards, mm. the, the, the literal keyboard warriors, if you will. <laughs> Bro. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's, that's a good uh, rundown in history and uh, you know, the short future that exists on uh, Stadia here. So yeah. Um, yeah, we'll try to come up with some good, I, you know, I, I think we always like to, uh, kind of piggyback our next episode on something that was brought up in the former episode. So I think we have our, uh, we've got some our, ideas our here for sure. Figured out. Yeah. We've, we've got some good options to go forward with. I definitely. Sure. And, and, uh, I think there's some that'll, that'll really get the, get the audience engaged too. Um, so if you're listening to this, we really want to hear your guys' input. Did you guys, did you try Stadia? Um, if you did, what were your thoughts? If you didn't, why not? Did you, did was you it regret? Something... Yeah. Are you, uh, are you now regretting not getting in on Stadia and pushing them to a million concurrent players? Yeah, you, you you might own a game. You might own a piece of gaming history right up there with the Power Glove. Um, and you know, if that makes you think about some of the other things we touched base on too, you know, what were some of your other platforms that you got into that just didn't last and, and didn't make it that you thought would have done a little bit better? Um, what were some of those big surprises for you? Let us know. Get, hop on our Facebook. Follow us on there. Join our Discord. Um, we've been building a more and more active community, which has been kind of neat it's yeah. really cool to have people drop in the chat and say that they like what we said in an episode like uh like escape soul did last week uh with one of our episodes so um it's it's weird to see the shift in our podcast styling grow the community a bit better since we're not just talking about the news um i think this is the closest thing we've had that's bordered onto an old style episode because it is news yeah but it's, it's also like current. It's also really cool, though. Like, it's such a, like, I don't like saying cool like that because it's not a good thing. But it's it's a really neat point in time that we're at for something big like this to happen and be announced in such a passive way that it was. Yeah. But I, uh, I don't know. Do you, do you have anything else that you want to talk about with the, with the beauty that is and the beauty that was on could have been of Google Stadia? Bro, just RIP to the Ouya. Man. It is interesting that this thing kind of keeps being tried. And it doesn't really seem to be working. And it's like, you know, the Luna, I can't believe that that still exists in any capacity. That's probably all been canceled and everything, too. But um, I don't know. Sometimes you see these, like, there's a lot of, maybe that could be another poll option. The uh, Something that seems obvious, 
right? Like, oh, it would be really popular if they made a, you know, VR. And then it just ends up not being super successful. And it, I don't know what it is, uh, but um, maybe like the streaming thing that should just be an available option instead of like a full, you know, platform in its own right. But I, I don't know. Maybe somebody's about to figure it out. Maybe the uh, yeah, it's Razer like, one will break the market in half. I don't know. Well, it, we're at a point now where we keep seeing companies just try again. Um, they'll try the thing this time that another company failed at a couple years back. Yep. Um, and we've seen that a lot. We've seen that with um, with online gaming specifically when Xbox it really took off. But Dreamcast is where that was pioneered, and it just yeah. it it we saw it fail miserably in one, but take off like crazy in another. Uh, there yep. seems to be some kind of a cycle in which eventually these things hook and they go. Um, and I I think that unfortunately. Stadia is just going to be another victim in that. It was probably the closest big bite that we had to it. But maybe when these new actual handhelds that are built for streaming and have everything lumped in there, sure, they're probably going to have a much higher upfront cost, but maybe they'll be able to pull it off um, because they're going to be piggybacking off of other success. We'll see. And with that, I think that's a, a good place to any for us to just wrap it up here. Short episode for you guys this week. Again, let us know what you think. Follow us, like, subscribe, smash that, uh, you know, s- smash that follow button. Let us know um, why we aren't doing a good job, why we are doing a good job. And just give us a little bit of love because sometimes we need it when it's just the two of us here all alone on a Sunday morning oh, yeah. in Ohio. Again, two haters also. So we're yeah. not giving each other any love here. Yeah, yeah. We got to get it from you guys. It's hard out there. Once again, this has been the Man with Games cast. Today, I've been your host, Johnny Riot, and with me has been... FilterCord. You can find me at FilterCord. I no longer post. Yeah, yeah. It's been a nightmare to get a hold of him on anything lately. Just uh, just TikToks. You guys can find him somewhere on TikTok and send him some really... I will will forward you like a weird, um, like the old British guys rapping. Have you seen those? Oh, God, probably. Love love those videos. Probably. Uh, That's about the only place you're going to find him active right now, though. So, all right, guys. Thanks for stopping in. You're still here? I take it you're waiting for some Marvel-esque after credit scene. Well, I have some bad news and some good news. The bad news is there isn't any more MGI this week. Although, you could go back and listen to our extensive catalog of content. Ah, the good news is you can check out Bad Assets, a Bunkers and Badass podcast. It's like D&D. You know, if you hit it over the head with a meat bicycle and it woke up in the Borderlands universe. You can find it on all major podcast services or on YouTube if video is more your speed. As always, thank you for your likes, comments, shares, reviews, subscribes, and thank you for listening to the Fun Balance Podcast Network.